It's Friday night and it's time for the Three Valleys Radio Racing Show. We've got the usual array of guests on the show tonight, including Simon Holt from The Sporting Life. Colin Brown, of course, he's always here. Richard Phillips talks to us about the flat. And we catch up with Rod Millman down at Columpton. Plus all the news and fixtures with Mike Patton. Hello and a very warm welcome to this week's edition of the Racing News. With all the news that is the news and the racing media, including racing TV, the Racing Post and the Sporting Life. I'm Mike Padden, and to get us off underway, here's our first story for this week. Homeless songs and discoveries have both been on the radar through the winter, but the juice has gone out of both prices at this stage, so the value might lie with a mainer now. She was unlucky on her debut in a new market maiden last October, but made no mistake when returning to the venue this month. She only posted an RPR of 93, but it was the instant acceleration coming out of the dip that seriously impressed. The race was over in a couple of strides. The further she went, the better she looked, and the step up to a mile ought to bring out a further improvement. She is still 33 to 1 within spiral out, and that looks double what she should be. Homeless songs had already appealed as the most likely winner of this year's Kipco 1000 guineas, so the news in Spiral misses the opening Phillies classic does nothing other than harden that view. An impressive trial winner at Leopardstown, she has shortened to 11 to 2, having been 12 to 1 during the week, but is still favoured over Tenny Brism given the stamina doubts surrounding that rival. Discoveries looks the biggest danger to homeless songs, but there is probably some each-way value to be found in 33-to-one-shot Amena, who created such an excellent impression at Newmarket this month. She clearly needs to step up plenty from that maiden win, but is open to any amount of improvement given her unexposed profile. In Spiral's absence leaves a big opportunity for another horse to step up. Tenny Brism will take over as favourite, as she should, but she's of no interest at her current odds. I'm hoping Francis Henry Graffard sends Malava over. She ended her juvenile campaign with a great second in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies Turf, flying home from an unpromising position. She backed up that performance with a comfortable success on return in a seven-furlong heavy ground Duville Group 3, and she's entitled to come on plenty from that. Malava will relish a return to the mile, and quicker going is another tick in the right box. She's a cracking each-way bet at present, as we surely have not seen anywhere near the best of her yet. And next up, here on the Sporting News. The 2020 flat season is picking up a pace, and it is full steam ahead to the first of the classics, the Kipco 2000 Guineas and 1000 Guineas at Newmarket on April 30th and May 1st. Market movers come thick and fast as the key classic trials are run in Britain and Ireland. But big race contenders can come from anywhere, and it is easy to miss a potential dark horse. Here's a recap of the action on Saturday and how it has impacted the classic betting, while we mark your card with key names to note on Sunday. 
There was scope across multiple tracks to find a classic hopeful on Saturday, but none stood out quite like the John and Thady Gosden-trained Nashua, who dominated eight rivals in a mile novice stakes at Haydock. She travelled with purpose before taking the lead a furlong out, effortlessly quickening clear of the field under Holly Doyle to record a comfortable six-and-a-half length victory. She was immediately cut to 14-1 to from 40 for the Oaks. Across the water at Navan, Aidan O'Brien took a listed race with Concert Hall, who is also entered in the Oaks. Although she didn't win with the authority of the Gosden-trained filly, she showed she handled left-handed tracks while showcasing a willing attitude. Magisterial showed his derby entry is not fanciful, as he made all under Frankie de Tory at Leicester to repel the challenge from ruling dynasty, an odds-on newcomer from Godolphin, who also has an entry for the Epsom Classic. This was a step up in trip, and probably an improved performance from what Magisterial showed at two, and he could be one to keep an eye on as he heads to York for the Dante. Thady Gosden, joint trainer of Nashua, said, It was her first run out of the season, and she was fresh early. But Holly got some cover, and once she pulled her out and asked her, she quickened up nicely. She's owned and bred by Imad Al-Saga, and the Oaks is every owner's target. So we'll go for a trial now and see how we go from there. Bjorn Nielsen, owner of Magisterial, said, We always thought he was a nice horse, Magisterial. This is his first start of the year, giving £7 away. We didn't really want to lead, but there was a lot of debutants here. The big danger was the Godolphin horse, because he's getting £7, and I know he's a very nice horse. We did get an easy lead, so it's hard to tell how good he really is, but it was a nice comeback. One always hopes for Derby horses. It's the blue ribband of the turf. It's always the aim. Now, on a day where the racing is limited to Bath and Weatherby, and with no classic entries on show, let's look through the cards to find a dark horse lurking for black-type races. Muntasib won on his debut back in September 2020 over six furlongs and returns off a mammoth absence of 598 days up in trip in the novice stakes, that's 2.55 at Weatherby. William Haggis took this race last year with Amethyst, who defied a winner's penalty, so could be one to watch with the future in mind. In the opening one-mile, two-furlong Phillies novice stakes at 1.45 on the same card, Fresh Hope looks to break her maiden at the third try. Interestingly, she holds an entry for Wednesday on Royal Ascot Trials Day, which suggests Connections believe she has improved ahead of her three-year-old campaign. And next up, here on the Racing News. Inspiral will not run in next Sunday's Kipco 1000 Guineas, with connections unconvinced last year's champion, two-year-old filly, will be able to perform to the level required in the Classic. Owned by Cheverly Park stud, Inspiral, who was a 72 chance, had been uneasy in the market during the week, with Tenebrism replacing the daughter of Frankel as market leader on Friday. John Gosden, who trains the filly alongside his son Thady, outlined that Inspiral had not had a smooth preparation for the 1,000 guineas after missing a crucial workout during the Craven meeting, and that the decision had been made to pull out of the Classic after speaking with Cheverly Park owner Patricia Thompson and the Studs' chief executive Chris Richardson. John Gosden said on Sunday, 
Having consulted both Mrs. Thompson and Chris Richardson, a decision has been made not to run in spiral in the Thousand Guineas. She missed some days training at a critical stage of her preparation, and although she is well in herself now, we do not have her at the correct pitch to run the Guineas. Speaking exclusively to the Racing Post, he added, The focus now will be on the coronation stakes at Royal Ascot, with probably a run beforehand. Obviously, we had to make the right decision for the filly. And Spiral went through her first season on the track unbeaten, landing the listed star stakes at Sandown before progressing to take the Group 2 Mayhill stakes and the Group 1 Phillies Mile at Newmarket. The filly had been confirmed alongside 20 others for the Thousand Guineas on Wednesday, with her absence set to leave the betting dominated by horses trained in Ireland. Along with Tannibrism, the Irish train trio, Discoveries, Homeless Songs and Tuesday are all at single-figure odds for the classic. Explaining the changes in the market, Barry Orr, Betfair's head of horse racing PR, said, Prior to confirmation that Inspiral wouldn't be taking up this engagement, the market had already been shifting, and Tenebrism was favourite. But she has obviously hardened at the head of the betting, and is sure to go off favourite this week. With Inspiral out of the 1,000 guineas, Cachet is in the vanguard of British-trained fillies for the Classic at 14-1, to 1, following her success in the Group 3 Nell Gwynn stakes at Newmarket during the Craven meeting. Jeff Bowie, who trains the filly for High Clare Thoroughbred Racing, said, I personally think she stays the mile. I think in the guineas she could take on fillies that stay the mile better, who might be ten furlong horses, and that might make her look like she doesn't stay as well. But I'd be pretty hopeful she stays the trip. She's a well-balanced filly, and she loves it at Newmarket. She has not been out of the three on all her starts at the Rowie Mile, having won her maiden and finished second in the Rockfell, and third in the Phillies Mile. That has got to be a huge help. Next up here on the racing news, Josh Moore remained stable and under sedation at Aintree University Hospital on Sunday after the stricken rider was moved to critical care a few days ago. Moore had successful surgery on a broken femur after falling from Glano in the veterans chase at Haydock the previous Saturday when he also sustained broken ribs, a punctured lung and some damage to his back. However, the treatment of his injury has been delayed by a chest infection and the injured jockey's fund revealed on Wednesday that the 30-year-old had been moved to critical care at Aintree University Hospital and has been sedated on a ventilator. The rider had previously been moved to intensive care due to a rare reaction while under sedation for his operation. Speaking to Nick Luck on Luck on Sunday, Hayley Moore reported that her brother was still in a stable condition and had a restful night under sedation with his mother Jane and partner Phoebe at his bedside. Moore was at the forefront of thoughts as the British jump season concluded at Sandown on Saturday with his weighing room colleagues, past and present, continuing to send their prayers and well wishes to the jockey and his family. Jamie Moore said there had been some slight improvement on his brother's condition, but there was still a long way to go in his recovery, and jockeys at Sandown were keeping everything crossed for one of the most popular riders in Britain. It has been a shocking week, said senior rider Tom Scudamore. I can only imagine what the Moors have been going through, but hopefully the news is getting better. Josh is extremely popular, and they're also such a good family. The Moors are great ambassadors, And, for me, they epitomise what the sport is about. 
He continued, As jockeys, we've obviously been in contact with Jamie, but we also don't want to be interfering too much. They already know they have the support of everyone. It's more a case that if there's anything we can do, we will. Maybe picking something up in Liverpool or dropping something off. That's more useful than us just asking how Josh is every ten minutes. They know that if there's anything they need, they can rely on us. The Moore family were represented at Sandown with Privatori, trained by Josh's father Gary and ridden by Jamie, finishing unplaced in the Bet365 Novices Championship final handicap hurdle. Summing up how the weighing room will be feeling, retired 20-time champion jockey Sir Anthony McCoy told ITV viewers, It's very hard for everyone in the weighing room. Josh is their colleague and friend and someone who is really missed. They're all praying for him and hopefully Josh will pull through. He continued, It's been a great day of celebration, but when you come in here to Sandown, all you think about is Josh Moore, his mum Jane, his dad Gary and his brothers and sisters. It's a tough time and we just have to pray everything is going to be okay for Josh. And with those kind words for Josh Moore, that wraps up this week's Racing News. With all the news that is the news from the racing media, that includes Racing TV, The Racing Post and The Sporting Life. I'm Mike Padden. Thanks for listening. And please do join us again next time. Well, that was Mike Padden with all the news from the racing media. And now it's time to find out where we can go racing this weekend. Well, first of all, there are seven races on the flat at Thirsk with a one o'clock start. Eight races on the flat at Newmarket with a 1.15 start. Seven races on the flat at Goodwood with a 1.35 start. Seven races over the jumps at Utoxeter with a 1.43 start. Three races over the jumps at Punchestown with a 3.50 start. Seven races over the flat at Doncaster with a 4.45 start. Seven races over the jumps at Hexham with a 5.15 start. And on Sunday, right, there are seven races on the flat at Newmarket with a 1.15 start, seven races on the flat at Hamilton with a 1.30 start, seven races on the flat at Salisbury with a 2.10 start, and six races on the flat at Sligo in Ireland with a 2.15 start. Well, just lately, Harry Redknapp's been popping up with a winner or two, and I thought it would be an appropriate moment to play back an interview I did with Harry a while ago now with his uh, interest in horse racing and he told us exactly why he likes horse racing and where he's got his horses. How did you get involved in horse racing then? Because I know you've got a few horses. Um, and yeah, I'm... a few too many. <laughs> I've got 14. Have you? I've got horses in Sheikh Mohammed, I think, yeah. Yeah, and and who, who yeah, um, where, where are they? Who trains them? Everywhere, everywhere. I've got a couple with Gary Moore down in Sussex. I've got a couple with Ben Paul in at Stowe on the Wold. A couple with Fergal O'Brien down in Cheltenham. Uh, a couple with Simon Dow at Epsom. Uh, I'm all over the shit, really. I'm really everywhere with them. But um, no, it's my passion, really. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I enjoy horse racing. I love animals. I love horses. Yeah, I worry more about the horses coming back safe than anything else, really. Uh, but, um, and when they, finish, when they when they finish racing, I'll make sure that I rehouse them, rehome them, you know, find yeah. somewhere for them to live, somewhere nice, somewhere to look after them. It, it sounds as though the majority of, of your horses are jumpers, though, yeah? Uh, yeah, I've got two flat horses with Simon Dow. Yeah. At Epsom. 
got a flat horse with Gary Moore at um, uh, uh, two flat horses with Gary actually at uh, the dual purpose really they yeah. will be with yeah. Gary down in Sussex I like yeah. Gary Moore I'll get on well with Gary I think he's a great racing family have a look at his family you know yeah, yeah. Brian Moore best you know arguably the best jockey in the world and the whole family Jamie you know and Josh and Hayley they're just all racing great racing people well, so I enjoy I enjoy having a with him we, we obviously, or, you know, this, this interview came about thanks to Colin Brown, who, who does a piece. Of, I've got a racing show on the radio as well, and um, that's how I'm, I managed to get sort of through to you, really. But um, I, I've got uh, a share. In, uh, have you heard of Hot to Trot Racing Syndicate? Yes. Yeah, I've got, I'm, I'm, a, part, I'm a part of one of them. So, um, you know, Brilliant. I've, I've, Brilliant. Got, I've got the same passion that you have. Sorry? Who trains them? Uh, well, we've got six at the moment, um, and they're all over the place, like yours. And I'm just trying to grab the leaflet, and I'll tell you exactly who does train them. Um, certainly one. Um, wait a minute, let's have a look. We got one at Brian Means. Um, yeah. We got one at Roger Charlton. One at Ed Bethel. One at Charlie Fellows. One at Huey Morrison. One at Clive Cox, and one at Brian Means. So. Right. So they're they're quite good, but oh, we got we got three yeah, yeah. three two year olds haven't run yet, so we're looking forward to them going out sort of in the in the autumn. We had a winner at um, Newmarket last Saturday, actually. Melian Miglia won up there from Clive Cox's one. So uh, yeah, oh, I, I I love it. I I can't get enough of it. I have to say. No, no, I love it. For me, a day out at Fontwell, a day at Wincanton. Newbury, I love Newbury. Yeah. They're, they're my favourite days out. And have you won any decent races not, yet? Uh, yeah, I've, yeah, I've had good horses, you know. I've moved his star, won the big sprint at the, the uh, Goodwood, and he got beat. He got beat an inch in the Prix de Abbey and at Longchamp. Yeah. An inch. He got stopped three times in the last furlong. He would have won three lengths, and he got beat in a photo by a nose and. Uh, so no, I've had some, I've got some nice horses. I'm looking forward this year to shake him up, Harry, with Ben Pauling. He's going chasing. He was a good hurdler, but we kept coming up against. A fa- we we got beat by all the top horses last year. Come second, come second. Shiskin yeah. beat us at Newbury. Yeah. Shiskin is Dicky Anderson. You know what Shiskin is, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, you know we we just got beat in the in the Betfair hurdle. And we did every, you know, we, we win every big race, but we just kept getting chid by something. But he goes chasing this year, which is what he's bred to be, and we think he'll make a great chaser. So we're hopeful. Well, I should be keeping my eyes open for that one. Do you ever go to Salisbury? Yeah, not, yeah, I do. I like Salisbury. Salisbury's a great day out. Yeah. 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 No, I'm off. Always up. got one time back in the day when Paul, Alan Ball, Mickey Shannon, they were always there. They were great days, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm off. I'm off up to Salisbury tomorrow, sir. So. I always think of Ball when I go to Salisbury. When I go to Ascot, Royal Ascot, Ball would always be in the car park with a boot, having a picnic in the owners and trainers there. Mickey yeah. Shannon. Yeah. What a footballer, then. Yeah. I mean, Mickey was a great player. Alan Ball was a genius. 
yeah absolutely absolutely but uh you'll have to bring a few horses down to my neck of the woods because we've got um anthony honeyball jack barber and harry fry and i suppose colin T tizard as well all within sort of spitting distance of where all, i am all, all, all good trainers yeah oh i mean fantastic you know harry fry Noel for Healy. I've got good friends with Noel when he used to ride for, for, for uh, Harry Fry. But all, they're all fantastic. Uh, you know, I see Colin Tizard's going to hand the reins over to uh, Joe. Yeah. This year, yeah. Joe, Joe Tizard's going to take over big face. Joe's a lovely boy, a lovely fella. Yeah, and so is Harry. So is. Uh... Colin, I, I, Colin's been a great help to us with the radio. So, you know, he, he's yeah, smash, smashing, yeah, right? Great, great people. Yeah. Great people. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, that was an extract from an interview I did with uh, Harry Redknapp about his involvement in horse racing. Cricket? What? On a racing programme? Well, actually, that's right, because Three Valleys Radio are organising a charity cricket match in aid of the injured jockeys' fund. The 2020 match is on Sunday, July the 3rd at the beautiful North Parrot Cricket Ground in Somerset, and it will be between a team of trainers and a team of jockeys. Already the names are flocking in to play in the game, so keep listening for team news here on Three Valleys Radio. It's going to be a grand day. So don't forget, July the 3rd at North Perrot Cricket Ground, Jockeys versus Trainers. Weather permitting, we certainly hope it's going to be a grand weekend. And uh, if you're any jockeys or trainers out there, please get in touch. We want you to come and play. And uh, it's it's a beautiful cricket ground at North Perrot. I'm biased, I know, because it's it's my home village. But nonetheless, you'll enjoy it. So please, anybody out there who fancies a great afternoon's cricket, come to North Perrot on Sunday, July the 3rd. Uh, now we are going to talk about the thousand guineas and the two thousand guineas and we've got a few experts who hopefully point you in the right direction as to what to back we've got simon holt coming up shortly and we've also got colin brown as always and richard phillips who also knows a thing or two about the flat so have a listen to what they've got to say and see what you think uh, but it does rather look as though it's it's going to be a battle between Charlie Appleby and Aidan O'Brien, but uh, see what the experts think. Well, good afternoon, Richard. Um, big 
couple of big races over the weekend, and I'm sure you've got a few thoughts on who could be doing well in them. Yeah, well, it's a really exciting weekend coming up with the 1,000 or 2,000 guineas at Newmarket at the weekend, and it's what we're really concentrating on, and the flat season really starts once you have the first classic that really gets going. So, uh, yeah, we've got Native Trail as the very short price favourite. It worked really well, apparently, yesterday for Charlie Appleby Stable. They've got the second favourite as well, Caribus, and it looks odds-on, really, literally, that the prize will go to Godolphin. Uh, perfect power that uh, he's um, in there. Of course, he won at Newbury, the trial over seven furlongs. Will he get the mile? And Richard Fahey today is saying about whether or not um, he's going to bolt at the start. He's a bit, he's a bit worried about in his previous races in the Middle Park and at Newbury with Christophe Sumion on board. He sort of bolted at the start, as it were. So um, mm. controlling the start is going to be a bit of a thing. So with perfect power settled, he, he's got each way claims. And of course, we've got Aidan O'Brien with two in there, probably Luxembourg. And Point Lonsdale, and they're saying today Ryan Moore hasn't decided which one he's going to ride. But Luxembourg looks as though the shorter one of the two. But I know they think a bit of Point Lonsdale as well. So it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, but it probably will go to the favourites if there's a couple of outsiders. We don't know if they're running it, but Bayside Boy and Berkshire Shadow both had pretty good form last year, getting placed, not being too fine, some good races. So they're big prices. But it looks as though it's going to go to the favourite Native Trail. Okay, now tell me the point you made about um, Richard Fahey's horse. Um, I mean, just what sort of a, a difference does it make if you if you have one of your stable hands or somebody walk down with the horse? Well, it does make a huge difference. What I think they're going to try and do is get the horse because literally, when the handler lets go of the horse on the way to the start in his last two races, he's literally gone as fast as he can. Mm. And Christoph Sumion only just. Um, restrained him so i think they're going to come up with a little plan to sort of trot him to the start for the first half furlong and as it were and be led out and and go to the start as slowly as possible and have someone with him once he's got down to the starting stools but mm-hmm. um it, it's sometimes hard to um persuade these horses that it's not a good habit as it were so um it's interesting but uh is yeah, the question so, of, of the the fact that you've got one or two extra people, shall we say, so is it a battle of wills in terms of, of, of strength or is it a question of familiar, familiarity with the, the horse, obviously knowing the guy that's leading him down? Yeah, well, thoroughbreds are very sensitive creatures uh, and they know people who are confident around them, as it were. So it'll probably be someone, they're very aware of people who have confidence in them and can sort of, in the nicest way, discipline them and, and tell them what to do, as it were. And mm. just by laying your hands on the rein, as it were, sometimes yeah. horses just some people more than others. So I'm sure Richard Fari and his team will, will do their very best to make sure he keep, stays as cal- cool, as calm as possible. But he's still got a big job on to win that race, I think. Um, whether he is a sprinter or whether he is a, a miler, we'll find out on Saturday. But I would have thought that he's probably going to go sprinting after this one. But going back to uh, Aidan O'Brien, you know, I mean, the times we see a classic race uh, and uh, overcomes Aidan O'Brien and he walks away with the prize every time. And although I take your point about um, Native Trail, um, you know, Luxembourg and um, Point Lonsdale, I mean, they both look good horses. Absolutely. And woe betide if you ever um, discount anything from Bally Doyle mm. um, and they'll trained in a minute and they wouldn't be coming over unless they'd been training one and fitted the flea. So Luxembourg was brilliant last year, son of Camelot. Sometimes sons of Camelot can actually go and um, not necessarily turn up on the day as it were. Some of them are a bit of in and out. There's been some good horses in the past by Camelot who uh, who don't necessarily keep their form all season. So, uh, but Camelot himself was a great horse, nearly won the Triple Crown, of course won a Guineas 
and then went and won a derby as well. And also, of course, there's the um, case of, um, you know, other horses from that. You know, Australia was another similar horse that went mm. from uh, Guineas, nearly won a Guineas, and then went on to win a derby. I think Aidan O'Brien thinks that this horse is very similar. So Luxembourg is a natural, he says, got a lot of speed uh, as well as hopefully a bit of stamina. But I, I sense he thinks he's more of a mile and a quarter, mile and a half horse than he is, is a miler. But uh, And uh, also, you know, Point Lonsdale, like I said, Ryan Moore, uh, it's not made his decision yet. And Point Lonsdale's got some very good form from last year and has not beaten far in certain races. So uh, he could well be uh, in amongst it. OK, and then the Thousand Guineas, what are we looking at here? Well, in Spiral, the favourite has been uh, taken out this week, as it were. It hasn't quite come to form yet. A lot of fillies are like that. I know we've had a nice sunny um, f- few weeks, but as it were, but, but she's just not, she's had a few little hiccups, as it were, so she's not going to be ready for the 1,000 Guineas, so they're going to go Royal Ascot with her. So Tenebrism is the favourite now from the Aidan O'Brien's camp. And Tenebrism won the Cheaply Park um, at the end of last year and um, looks looks a decent horse. But basically, uh, the money's been for a horse called Tuesday, which is Minding's full uh, sister. Minding won the 1,000 guineas and the Oaks for Aidan O'Brien. And Tuesday was heading for the Oaks, as it were, and possibly the Irish 1,000. But uh, they say the horse has come on a lot. So Aidan O'Brien's been saying today that he will... Probably be sending Tuesday as well as Tenebrism for the 1,000 guineas. I can see a bit of money coming for that one. I wouldn't be surprised if Ryan Moore ended up uh, riding Tuesday in the 1,000 guineas on Sunday because I think he uh, he thinks a fair bit of this horse. Well, I see on the betting it's come in from 12 to 8, 7, 6, back at 5 to 1 now. So obviously somebody fancies it a little bit. Well, I'm not a gambler, but I must admit I backed this horse at uh, quite a big price for the 1,000 guineas and the Oaks a few months ago yeah. because I'd heard. Uh, whispers were out this is a very good filly so um, I'm hoping she wins but uh, it'll be interesting but I think she's probably again probably wants a bit of a trip but uh, you've got to stay to win a 1,000 guineas so um, there's others in there as well discoveries of uh, Jesse Harrington got a very good pedigree that horse and did very well as a two-year-old and of course the two trial winners one from Newmarket one from Newbury Um, so uh, Wild Beauty and Cachet as it were for both um, for Godolphin and for George Bowie, who'll be having his first runner in the 1,000 guineas cashy for the High Clay High Clare Syndicate. Um, so be exciting. But uh, I think personally, I think it it will go the way of O'Brien's. I think uh, Bally Doyle and Victorious. I, I see the, the French have gone. Andre Fabre's got one here, uh, Zelly, and then there's one F H Graffard. Is he German? Um, well, no, but basically. Um, Trains in France is a way, I think, but um, I would have thought that um, they'd be struggling. They've got all right forms in their two-year-old forms, but uh, they'd be struggling to, to beat our ones, I think. Yeah, OK. All right, then, Richard. Well, thank you very much for that uh, breakdown. So you're going to put your put your neck on the block then and give us the one and 2,000 guineas winners? Well, if I had to put my life on it, I suppose Native Trail would... Uh, the obvious one being an awesome favourite in the Guineas, but I like a bit of value personally, so um, I, I'd go for uh, possibly Point Lonsdale and Tuesday are the two horses I'd be going for. The Bally Doll, as you say, are, are great in the, uh, when it comes to the classics. They aim their horses for the, these very races, the Group Ones, and Point Lonsdale and Tuesday. I know they think a fair bit of these horses, and uh, they'd be the ones I'd be backing, and I think they give you a run for your money over the weekend. Excellent. Thank you, Richard. We will talk to you next week.
Many thanks. Cheers. Well, that was trainer Richard Phillips with his views on the guineas. And now let's have a listen to our man, Colin Brown, of course. Right, well, now it's time to catch up with Colin Brown over at Lambourne. Colin, how's things with you today? Yeah, pretty good, to be perfectly honest. Looking forward to the guineas the weekend. There's some fantastic uh, horses coming over from Ireland, from the Aidan O'Brien Yard, of course, and also here in England, you know, Charlie Appleby's running at nearly a 50% strike rate. So there's plenty to watch, plenty to talk about, and just, you know, just some great racing coming up. There really is. So is it going to be the Charlie Appleby show, do you think? Well, he's around about the seven to four favourite um, aid for the weekend for the big one at Newmarket, of course. Um, but I tell you what, I really do fear... And I know uh, Ryan Moore likes him a lot. I really do fear Luxembourg against him. He just um, talking about uh, you know native, um, native, river. native uh, trail, 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 not, yeah. not river, not yeah. river. He's the old chaser. Um, you, you know he does hit a little bit of a flat spot in the race, but um, ratings-wise, I mean he is pretty well clear of everything. He's about seven pound clear of everything else in the race, at least. Mm. Um, but I wouldn't put anybody, you know, off if they've already taken a little bit of a price, then I would hold on to uh, their bet. Some people just like to let off, get the stake back, but I think Native Trial's got a big chance. But I've got a couple for you in the race. One, especially, that's a really big price. I know they think a lot of it could just go and, um, you know, upset the apple cart and certainly a good each way bet. But first of all, I'll say... Do you mean the apple bee cart? No, not the apple bee cart, the <laughs> apple cart. But nice one, nice one. <laughs> no, um, native trial, I think, is absolutely, you know, he's seven pounds better on ratings if it were a handicap and he's running off of level weights. I mean, we're talking about a route one, not handicaps but i'm just saying that is his rating 122 which is a high rating for uh for, for a racehorse on the flat um and he's even money favorite caribus from the appleby yard he's around about four to one but i think there's a couple of horses in the race that um i think punters need to sort of have a good look at and they are luxembourg who's uh by camelot trying to emulate his sire camelot who won it a few years ago now and I think he's got a good chance. I mean, the way he won the um, the Vertum Futurity Trophy at Doncaster, he did it very, very well that day. Having said that, the second, third and fourth have not run since. Um, so I always like to look at form like in behind horses. And the fifth horse has come out and finished third in a listed race at, uh, at um, Newcastle. But... I'm coming on to a little bit of form of that race, um, which may run in the Guineas. will run in the Guineas, I think. So going back to the Guineas, I think Native Trial, I think Luxembourg's got a real good chance. But at 25 to 1, there's a horse called Check and Challenge. He's done plenty of work on the grass. He's trained by William Knight, not known to have uh, group one winners, if you like, but he's a very capable trainer and a real nice guy. And he took this horse to Newcastle the other day for this listed race. And the horse I just mentioned, Imperial Fighter, that was fifth to Luxembourg in the majority, uh, was one and a half lengths and a nose behind. <clears throat> and he's called Chicken Challenge. He's a lovely, lovely horse. And I think 
he could run into the places 25 to 1. So that's my little bit of information for you. I know the trainer and I know the yard really like him. Um, yeah, and I think he could be the one the each way bet in the race 25 to 1. Who's riding? So him, make sure you win. Um, he is going to be ridden by Danny Tudhope. You know, real good jockey rides, plenty of winners, Danny. Yeah. Um, on rate on ratings, he shouldn't really win, but I think he's he's one that stands out for me. He could just be pretty smart. Check and challenge, he's called. Um, so th this, this is the two thousand guineas we're talking here, but not the. Are you going to do? Yeah. The, you're going to do the thousand guineas as well for us, are you? Yeah, we're going to. Yeah, we're going to have a look at the thousand guineas as well, and that is, of course, on Sunday. Mm. Um, there's good racing on Sunday. We've got Hamilton, we've got Sligo in Ireland, we've got Salisbury, which you always like, I know, mm -hmm. um, for Saturday. But no, looking forward to Newmarket on the um, Sunday. We've uh, we've we have got some fabulous racing, and um, just looking at the pretty poly stakes again. Appleby's got <coughs> a nice horse in it with a a great chance. This is the pretty poly stakes at 2.25 on Sunday. We don't know the exact runners yet, but we do know that there's one or two nice horses in here that um, have been sort of trained for the race. And one of them, one at Newmarket the other day called Fontaine, uh, called Crenell. It beat Fontaine in just a maiden at Newmarket the other day. And this is in the pretty poly stakes at 2.25 at Newmarket Saturday. I, I've heard from um, the Godson camp that this one's just done a really, really, really good sparkling bit of work before this race. And it can be back to around about three to one as we speak, and it will run 225 Crenell. But the big one, uh, the 1,000 guineas, is at, I think, 340, isn't it? Yep. And uh, again, a top class race. Not quite sure what um, Ryan Moore's going to ride with the stable of uh, Aidan O'Brien, you know, they do watch the horses, um, watch, they all do their last bit of work. They all sort of get together and put their heads together, watch all the races that these horses have won going forward and whatever, you know, and just try and work out to get them on the best horse because he is the, you know, he is the retained jockey, but it's not always easy. Sometimes when horses got on the race course, all of a sudden they improve a lot, you know, for their runs. But Ryan Moore won on a horse at Newmarket last September and he won the Cheveley Park Group 1 Philly Stakes on a horse called um, Tenbrism. Um, and it's a, it's a pretty nice horse and it's around about 11 to 4 favourite. I would say most of them have got this one to beat. But at a big price uh, an each way bet in this race uh, could easily be a horse called Cache, and it's trained in Newmarket by um, by uh, George Bowie. And this horse was fourth when he took it at Del Mar last year. It was third to a horse called Inspiral, who's a very, very good horse in Spiral, who uh, you know is uh, you know has been doing nothing wrong. But it looks like she'll be going for the Irish two thousand guineas or a thousand guineas, should I say, in May in Spiral. Um, so I think Cache is the one that's got a really good each way chance. She's had a bit of, um, so plenty of experience. And as I say, she won uh, the other day quite nicely. I think they've secured James Doe again. She won at Newmarket the other day. She won the Nell Gwynn 
and won it by two and a half lengths by, you know, beating some de- decent horses. Uh, drifted right a little bit that day, but um, stepping up to a mile, I think, will help her. And I think she's the one who's got a good each-way chance against um, Teenbrism, is it? Is that how we would pronounce it? Teenbrism. Uh, the one of uh, Aidan O'Brien's, which is, of course, beautifully bed being by Caravaggio. Um, out of a very good mare called Immortal Verse. So we shall see. But they're my two against for the guineas, the 2,000 and the 1,000 guineas. Looking forward to the weekend. Excellent, Colin. Thank you very much indeed for that. I'm sure that uh, the listeners will be looking at them and studying them just as you've done. And let's hope they come to the same conclusion and they go past the winning post first. Absolutely. Most big prize horses back on each way, but don't be surprised if they go and beat the hot pot. OK, mate. Well, look, you have a good day and we will speak to you again later in the week for your tips for the weekend. We'll certainly do that. Lovely. Thanks, uh, AD. Thanks, listeners. And uh, speak to you Friday night. Thanks, Colin. Well, that was the cheeky chappy. Who else? Well, now we're going to catch up with Rod Millman down at Cullumpton, who started to have a, he had a winner last week, and uh, certainly the horses are beginning to run to form. OK, Rod, well, it looks like we've, uh, we've got lift off at last. Yes, we had a nice winner at Bath on Sunday, and um, Airshow won again. That's his um, third win of the season. Yeah. Um, he's won over 20, 22,000 already this season now, which is a very good start. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Who was riding? Uh, Ross Coatley. He rode him very well. Uh, Ross is a good jockey. Looking at Sunday in particular, Rod, because obviously that will be after we go on air rather than... um, uh, Mountain Ash, though, and then Cuban Mistress. What about those two? Yeah, well, Mountain Ash, he's a a very big horse. It needed time. He did win a little race last year. Mm -hmm. But he's, um, he's matured a lot over the winter. And I'd expect a good show. Patrick rides him in the amateur race. Yeah. Um, Patrick's quite successful in the amateur races. Right. And um, then we've got Cub- Cuban Mistress. She's a young filly going in the um, Phillies race. Very good race at the moment. It's 19 entered. I'm hoping that some of the big stables will frighten each other away. Right, yeah. yeah. And make, race, make the race cut up a little bit. But she's a very nice filly. It's very well-bred, very racy. Now, she's owned by Midland Park, oh, well, which yeah. is one of the biggest syndicates in the country they've got about 100 horses in training yeah and um this is a nice nice filly they've got they've got her so hopefully we'll get off to a good start with her they're the same syndicate that uh, manage air show all right yeah 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 um and what about uh, princess naomi any any, is that another one well she's she's the first she'll be the first one of master carpenter right right. Uh, nice filly probably not ready to rock and roll just yet but she's nice filly she'll more than pay her way is as the season goes on, I think, you know. Do you, do you enjoy Salisbury? I mean, I, I always love going to Salisbury personally, but do you enjoy it? Yeah, it's a lovely track, very, very well run, run track. Um, the handicaps are as normal, handicaps really, you know, you've got a fair chance of winning them if you handicap well. Yeah. The maidens, maidens are hard to win um, because it's such a nice track. A lot of very nice horses are run there for the first few races, so it takes good maiden to win at Salisbury. Uh, I mean, is the prize money any better there? It always seems to me that you get a good class of horses there. No, the prize money's poor there, I'm afraid. Is it? Is it? Well, the yeah. prize money in England is poor completely. I mean, oh, yeah. we are we are the breadbasket of <laughs> of the horse racing, really. We supply all the horses, yeah. and the good horses are sold on. I mean, well, prime example, um, our horses are the best in the, some of the best in the world, and they're well-bred, well-produced. 
and they can win a lot of money in the foreign jurisdictions. Mm. I mean, if you get a horse rated 100 over here, he'd be lucky to earn £20,000 in the season. Would he? Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas abroad, he could easily earn a couple of hundred thousand. Really? Oh, yeah. And, of course, they're valuable to sell. Mm. So a lot of the people cash them in and sell them, get a good yeah. offer, sell them. Yeah. And what it's done, it, it has made the top-end races quite weak in England. Mm. which if you're lucky enough to have a, a top-end horse, I mean, I've got Abel Kane. Mm. Uh, I think he's running before this goes out. Yeah. But he's in, on oh, Friday, he's in yeah. a £50,000 race. Yeah. There's only seven entered. Right. Oh, and there are small fields at Chepstow because of the firm ground. If we had rain, they'd be, all the races would be full. Mm. But because yeah. the ground's firm, people are a bit loath to run them. Yeah. Um, but... Generally speaking, the, the higher class handicaps have been a bit devoid of runners because the good horses have been sold abroad. Yeah, yeah. No, it must be a bit sort of soul destroyed in a way when you see well that going on abroad and we have to pick up. As you put well, it in no, the well, well, well. But then again, it keeps everybody in business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you see, you take John Gosden, Woody Haggis. They have hardly any four-year-olds. They sell them all, mm. and they've got lovely horses, and that's how. That's how their owners help to balance the books, because they sell them well. Yeah. Unfortunately, the horses that I I've tend to buy or get sent up that are valuable for board are very few and far between. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we, we've got a couple we've had last year running in America now, but in the minority, you know, because the, the cheaper horses aren't, aren't um, in demand for the foreign buyers. They only want to buy the best. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's understandable. Our horses have been tended to need their first run. A lot of them have had it nice. We should get some winners in soon, I think. Yeah. Okay then, Rod. Well, thanks for talking to us, and uh, I'll catch up with you next week. Now we're going to catch up with Dave Wilson at Harlequin Racing. Well, good evening, Dave. Um, Guineas weekend. Uh, I expect you're well primed up for it all. Yeah, it's a busy old weekend for everything. We've got the Punchstown Festival coming to its conclusion. And uh, the flat season kicking off in earnest, really, with the 2,000 guineas over at Newmarket. So it's a, it's a bit of a, we've got them on the flat, we've got them on the jumps, and we've got them over long distances, and we've got them over short distances. So yeah. uh, it's a, it's a little bit of like, Oi, what's going on, and check what we're doing on each race. Yeah. So uh, we've got three for you on the flat at Newmarket, and we've got three for you over the jumps and fences at Punchestown. So uh, okay. we're going to kick off the weekend with uh, Newmarket one, and we're going to have a look at the 150 at Newmarket first of all, and uh, a horse in here who I've got a part share in, it's called First Folio. Uh, Dan Musket takes a ride for James Ferguson, and uh, now this fella goes very, very well when he's fresh. And obviously being his first run of the season, that's what he's got going. I've seen some videos of him this week and he's been absolutely bolting down the gallops at Newmarket through the dips and he's had a race course gallop as well and is in very, very good order and James is very bullish about his chances. He's priced up at around about 10 to 1 with Bet365 and they're paying six places on the race. And James said, said to us that he thinks he's going to be in the first three or four minimum if he doesn't even come in the first two. He, he He's really bullish about his chances of being up there. So when you get six places on offer and it's 10 to 1, 
it's well worth having a nice each way bet on in there. So, first folio in the 150 at Newmarket. Okay, right, you are. Yeah. Right, uh, moving down to the Newmarket 225, a uh, horse we like here is called Moving Time. He's going to have Harry Davis on board for Roger Varian. He's had three runs uh, only since 2020. He's very likely raced this fella. And the three runs he's had have been very good. He beat Kamari, who was a Royal Ascot winner. And he's run behind Muhahef and Real World. So he's got some very solid form. Now, the thing to note here, Harry Davis is a seven-pound claimer, young jockey, and he's absolutely riding at the top of his game. He's worth, well, he's worth 14 pounds on some of these horses he's riding at the moment. So uh, this fella's priced up seven to one with Corals at the moment. And uh, we're going to have a little each-way bet on him there. We're not going to get too carried away because he's obviously had a few training issues which is why he's only had three runs since 2020. But with Harry Davis claiming seven pounds on top of a good horse that's got good form, it's well worth having an each way bet on him. So moving time in the 225 at Newmarket. Okay, fine. Moving down to the big race of the day at Newmarket, the 340 with 2,000 guineas. We like the chances of Ryan Moore and Aidan O'Brien's horse here in Luxembourg. Now, it's very hard to mix and match the form of some of the Irish horses against the English horses. And there's not a lot more that Luxembourg could have done at the moment. He's had three races to date, three wins. He's out of Camelot, which is a sire I like really a lot of. And he's out of a mare that's by Dane Hill Dancer, so I really like the breeding of this fella. And he's not had any trouble winning his three races to date and it, that includes the uh, Class 1, Grade 1 for Terra and Futurity up at Doncaster. Now, as I say, trying to match your form up with a favourite of a race, Native Trail, is very hard to do. But bearing in mind, Aidan's one of the most gifted racehorse trainers in the country and in the, on the planet, really. It's, it's something that we're going to have a look at having a bet on Luxembourg. He's priced up at 5-1, to one, four places on offer, fifth of uh, odds each way. So if he finishes in the first full or first four, you're going to get your money back. So uh, we're going to have a bet on him instead of taking on the favourite at short odds there. So Luxembourg in the 340 at Newmarket. Moving over to the Punchestown races that we've had a look at, and we're going to start there with the 235. A uh, horse in this race called Shady Operator. It's going to be ridden by Derek O'Connor and trained by Ender Bolger. Now, this fellow was due to run in uh, four-mile cross-country chase on Thursday and unfortunately there was an accident on the motorway on the way to Punchestown and there was about five or six horses that got held up in it and they never made it to the track in time and that included Shady Operator. He was very, very well supported in the betting markets all the way up to the point where he got removed from the race because he didn't make it there in time. Now they've said they're going to run him in this race and he's going to take his place and uh, I think they, they know how well this horse is and how well he runs out of these uh, tricky obstacles on these cross-country races. So they're going to be there to, to make an amends for him. So that's a puncher's down 235 there, shady operator. Right. Moving down to the 350, a, a mare that we backed last time out when she was stepped up in trip, Epitont, uh, ridden by Aidan Coleman and trained by Nicky Henderson. She was very, in my opinion, I think she would have got within half a length of Honeysuckle in the uh, champion hurdle at Cheltenham, just gone. But she made a hash of the last fence. And uh, she come out at Aintree and she bolted up, winning by 14 lengths from Mon Morale. And uh, now she's been left over two miles free again. I think we're going to see a lot more of this 
now she she's she she looks to me like she the further she's going to go the better she's going to get and I would imagine that she'll end up running in the Cheltenham Festival in the Mayor's Hurdle next year. And uh, she's priced up at around about five to four at the moment for this race at Punchestown. And we're going to be throwing the kitchen sink at her in this race. So uh, the 350 uh, Punchestown Epiton, she's our weekend banker bet there. So uh, we shall see how she gets on. Right, you are. The last one we're going with is uh, the 425 race here. Kevin Brogan and Harry Fry team up with Phoenix Way. Now, we've mentioned this fella uh, quite a few times since he last run at Kempton. Now, he got taken out by Zanza in the Coral Trophy. He, he didn't get away to a very good start, and he was at the back of the field, and uh, he jumped the first two fences absolutely fine, and he went to jump the third, and Zanzar's backside basically took his front legs out and somersaulted him and uh he was a little bit shaken up after the race but they got him ready and i was going to try him in the grand national this year and there was quite a few interviews going around on all the racing channels about phoenix way uh taking his chance in the national but they then decided that they was going to come over to the punches sound festival for him and previous to getting knocked over by zanza he absolutely bolted up at ascot he absolutely won on the bridle, as I say, and uh, I think he's he's going to have a great chance there. Harry's already had a very good run with Jim uh, Coco on Thursday at Punchestown. She he he came second, and he gave a lot of distance away at the start of the race. But Phoenix Way's priced up at seven to one, and I think he's well worth having a nice each way bet on him there at Punchestown in the four twenty five there. So that's what we've got for the weekend, mate, and a uh, lovely bank holiday ahead. So uh, hopefully everyone will get out and have a good uh, day's racing somewhere with the weather forecast to be quite nice this weekend, I believe. Yeah, so, so uh, they, they tell me it is. That's right. So uh, let's hope so anyway. OK, then, Dave, thank you very much yeah. for that. Well, now it's the turn of Simon Holt from the Sporting Life to give us his recommendations for Guinea's weekend. Well, good morning, Simon. Uh, nice sunny morning down here in Somerset. What's it like in... in uh, where are you? Sussex, aren't you? I'm in Surrey, actually. Oh, sorry, are you right? A- yeah. Actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, we are overcast. I think the the most important thing to say that there's just no rain around, is there? There's no, uh, no. been a really we're in the middle of a really dry period, and uh, although they've watered at Newmarket for the Guineas weekend, I think the ground is bound to ride on the far side, mm. and it's good good to firm in places for the two thousand Guineas tomorrow, and. Uh, that doesn't suit all horses when they're running down into that dip at, on the Roly Mile course. Yeah, uh, it can um, it can be a difficult to handle if a horse doesn't really like going on firm ground or, or good firm ground anyway. But um, it looks a fabulous two thousand guineas, I think. Fascinating, really, with Native Trail likely to start the hot favourite. Well, he will start the hot favourite. It's a question whether he will be odds against or odds on there's a bit of 10 to 11 around even money it's not very appealing really is it such a short price against so many other good horses but he's done absolutely nothing wrong he won the craven stakes uh just a couple of weeks ago in very good style last season he won the dewhurst which is usually regarded as the top two-year-old race in britain he also won the national stakes uh, in which he beat um, Point, Point Lonsdale. So, um, you know, it, it, it's very solid form. Point Lonsdale runs again. I do wonder whether he's going to be quite quick enough because he's a full brother 
to his stable companion Broom, who is a very good horse over a mile and a half. And perhaps Point Lonsdale looks more of a derby horse, really. And that could be the same for Aidan O'Brien's other runner, Luxembourg, who won the Vertem Futurity at Doncaster last autumn in soft ground. And he's by Camelot. And I know Camelot won the 2000 guineas, but, but generally, as a sire, his offspring stay very well. So um, Native Trail has got a fantastic chance, but I'm going to go against him with uh, Richard Farhi's cult, Perfect Power, who, for me, has done, like Native Trail, very little wrong so far. He was very unlucky at Goodwood on one occasion last season. But uh, he won the pre-Morney over in France, and he won the Middle Park Stakes at Newmarket. So we know he handles the track okay. And he came back with a very impressive win, I thought, in the Greenham Stakes at Newbury. Now, the big question surrounding Perfect Power, the Newbury race was only over seven furlongs, and all his form last season was over six furlongs, is whether he's going to get the mile. For me, this is a horse that's finished strongly in every race he's running, and I think he's got every chance of staying the mile. He's by our dad, who was a sprinting two-year-old, but his dam did win over a mile and a quarter. And I just feel that if one horse is going to be quite well suited by this test, providing he actually gets home, then he could just shake up Native Trail. Another feature of the race is that Native Trail is drawn on the stand side, on the wing in stall 15, whereas most of those horses you would think were his main rivals, like his stable companion Caribus, who's very promising, um, who's in stall 1, Luxembourg, who's in stall 4, and Perfect Power in stall 3, they're well away from him. So how the race is going to pan out remains to be seen. He's a very good horse, Native Trail, I just don't fancy taking a shade of odds on or even money about a horse in such a good race. And I rather prefer taking a chance on perfect power at 11 or 12 to 1. Yeah, well, it's good. Much better, much more attractive price, isn't it, for a start? And uh, good good jockey as well. So it all, all goes to the, you know... Yes, it's an interesting combination, isn't it? Christoph Sumion riding for Richard Fahey. But yeah. uh, Sumion won on the horse in the pre-morning and in the middle park and in the Greenham, there is a slight quirk to this horse in that he's got in the habit of going rather too quickly to the start. Mm. At Newbury, he nearly got away from Christoph Sumion, and they're going to take steps to try and prevent that tomorrow, yeah. uh, take him out, maybe mount him up on the course, lead him for a bit, and then hopefully he'll just canter down steadily. That is a, a little bit of a worry because you don't want to be going too keenly to the start in a race like this. No, absolutely. But, but I mean, looking at it from an overall point of view, from a, a, a punter, the thing that strikes me about it is that whenever we've got a, a, a fairly hot favourite that's an English horse, there's a certain Irishman has this habit of coming over and, and spoiling everybody's party. <laughs> and he's, yeah. you know, he's, he's here again. There's, there's two of them. Uh, is it just the two? I'm just looking. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, he has. Yeah, I, I take your point about them, but I mean, he's got Frankie de Tori on one, and, and we all know what Frankie de Tori's like when it comes to classics. So it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out at the end of the day. Well, I think that I think it's going to be fascinating to see looking ahead to the Derby, mm. and it's a bit of an old saying in racing that the Guineas is the best Derby trial. Yeah, how Luxembourg and Point Lonsdale get on over a mile on very f fast conditions. 
Yeah. Both of them, yeah. as I said earlier, look as though their their pedigrees really suggest a bit more than a mile, really. When Luxembourg won that futurity, it was in soft ground. Point Lonsdale didn't have the speed, really, to live with native trail in the national stakes. And as I say, they are quite stoutly bred. So if one of them were able to win the guineas, I would say, well, you know, mm. it must be a, a big chance for the derby. And um, what about but, the goat? I mean, do you think the going is going to make much difference to any of these particular? I mean, what about Native Trail? Will he like the going? Well, it's a good question actually, uh, because he's a very big horse, Native Trail, and he does actually hit the ground quite hard. It's got a quite a high action, and sometimes horses with a high action are not so well suited by fast ground. But he handled the track very well uh, in the Craven Stakes. There was no problem at all. He does take a stride or two to really hit top gear, but I wouldn't be too worried about that. Uh, but, you know, if you're if you're taking odds on even money, you want everything really to be perfect and, and, and be positive that all the conditions are going to suit the horse. And, yes, I, I think it is a question for, a, for such a big horse because he's well over half a ton, you know, so he's a big... Big, yeah. big three-year-old. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you would just be a little bit worried about such a big horse on a fast surface. But on form, you know, he's the one to beat. But, um, you know, for the likes of you and me, small punters, you know, it's, it's just not appealing, is it, really? So I'd rather go with perfect power. I mean, he's got lots of speed, perfect power. And, as I say, he always finishes off strong. He's quite professional in his races, unlike to the start. And it is just a question whether whether he can produce that similar t change of gear at the end of a mile that he did over seven films in the Greenham. And it was a very fast run Greenham as well. I think the form is okay. The runner-up, Lucille, uh, is, is in the field, but uh, it's hard to see him really turning the tables on perfect power. And if anything, he's less likely to stay the trip than perfect power, I think. Well, I think you've convinced me. I'm going to put my 100 grand on. <laughs> Well, maybe perfect a bit of each way, you know. <laughs> All right, 50 grand each way on perfect power. Yeah, 50p more. Yeah. 50p more like. Yeah, that's it. Exactly right. Yeah. So what about um, the, the 1,000 guineas then, Simon? Yeah, the 1,000 guineas on Sunday. Um, I don't think it's um, such a good race as the 2,000 guineas. It, it looks pretty wide open to me. I'm not sure of the strength of the... Um, home trained fillies we've got um aiden o'brien well represented um there is tenebrism who won at newmarket at the back end in the chiefly park um she's quite a fast bred filly she's she looks very speedy so there would be a question whether tenebrism who's by caravaggio um would probably end up being a sprinter or whether she's going to get the mile um there's there's enough on the dam side to suggest that um, she could get the mile, but it is a step up of two films, as I say. What and what what marked her performance in the Chibley Park was was real speed, and then Aidan O'Brien has got another runner called Tuesday, who looks much more of a perhaps an Oaks contender. She's by Galileo, out of uh, um, Lily Langtree, who was a winner over a mile. Uh, it was a very good. Um, met good fully indeed but she's a full sister to minding who of course um was an, a, a terrific horse at a mile and a half 
she won the 1,000 guineas on the Oaks. But I just wonder if Tuesday is going to be quite sharp enough. She's relatively inexperienced in terms of racing in hot company because she was 5-2 to two on favourite when winning at Nace at the end of March. But I'd, uh, the vibes are that they, they really like her. So, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe she'll be classy enough like like minding was to win the guineas before going on to thrive at, at longer distances. There's two pretty nice um, French fillies in the race as well uh, in Malavath who beat Zelly in one of the big trials at Deauville, the uh, pre-Amprudence. That was uh, early in the early last month uh, on the seventh this early this month i should say on the 7th of april malabath beating zelly there by a length and a half it's possible that zelly trained by that master andre Fard, might just have needed that run and uh, she was a uh, the winner of the pre marcel boussac which is probably the biggest uh, race for two-year-old fillies, certainly in France, at run at the art meeting. And Zelly won that last uh, October. Uh, Malavath is very good as well. There's not much to choose between them, but um, I wouldn't mind betting that Monsieur Favre has got Zelly absolutely ready uh, to run to her best in the guineas under Tom Marquand, which is an interesting booking mm. for um, Andre Favre. Uh, Malavath is uh, ridden by... Christophe Sumion, so another good chance for him. Um, as I say, it does look open. I think there's a possibility about discoveries. Jessica Harrington's filly, she's a beautifully bred filly. She's a sister, full sister to Alpha Centauri, who was a top-notch miler, and a half-sister to Alpine Star, uh, a Group 1 winner, and, um, uh, you know, really top-class filly as well. So it's a great family, and discoveries was... Uh, successful last season in group one company um towards the uh, back end of the season and um look very look, look to uh, to have a very good attitude um that was uh in september at the cara so it's a it's an open race really it, it really is and uh i just um think the french horses might might deliver this time. France have been a bit quiet in recent seasons in terms of having a lot of good horses. They always have one or two good colts, I think. But um, you know, maybe these are two good fillies. In in what looks a uh, there's a few question marks about some of the other horses, and I think Aidan O'Brien's pair might be the dangers. Yeah, tough I race see, to sort out, really. I see that uh, both the Aidan O'Brien horses haven't got a jockey yet. I presume that is because Frankie de Tory and Ram Moore are sort of tossing up who's having which horse. Well, no, it's just they've got. We're having this conversation at what five to eleven, so yeah. they have got a little bit more time to yeah. decide, and they always take their time, to be honest. But it, it will be a. Um, illuminating to see i imagine that ryan moore will ride tenebrism yeah who is shorter in the betting and that um maybe frankie or maybe one of uh, the other jockeys that um, aiden o'brien uses uh, we'll just have to wait and see on that uh, he may well use frankie de Torre as he has or, or is going to do with um point lonsdale and uh i just think of the two of the o'brien fillies that tuesday could be the one going forward, you know, possibly as a as an Oaks contender, whereas I think a mile might be the limit of Ten of Brisbane's stamina. So of the two French ones, then, you haven't actually specified which you think is the best one. So what are you going Well, to- Malafath beat uh, Zelly in the pre-Amprudence 
and is the shorter price. But as I say, Zelly won the Marcel Boussac, which is a you know really top class race, and she's in a ten to one. Mm. You know, so um, uh, it's a it's a, a a bit of value, I think. Yeah, really, Zelly then. Uh, considering how brilliant the trainer is. Yeah. Okay. And how good and how good her form is, and and I'm be almost certain that he left plenty to work on. Yeah. On the, in that trial, first time out, so I'd probably just edge Zelly, but I haven't really made up my mind at the moment. But um, I think Zelly is sure to run well. Okay, um, so we've got two fabulous classics, I think, to look forward to. I just hope that um, the there's no track bias and that it, there are clean races. I mean, the stalls are going to be in the centre. Sometimes at Newmarket, if you think back to some guineas, if they crowd against the stands rail, there can be traffic problems. There was a guineas, uh, a very good guineas, one by Night of Thunder a few years ago, and three the first three were spread across the track night of thunder stormed down the center kingman who went on to be a champion miler was on the far side and an australia who went on to win the the derby was on the stand side and they, they didn't couldn't see each other really it was just spread right across and it looked like night of thunder hit a hit hit the faster patch down the center on that day and I just think that sometimes, considering the importance of these races, it's a shame that there has been the odd um, hard luck story and um, the fact that the Roly Mar can sometimes have a bit of a track bias. So let's hope they're clean races. Let's hope there are no excuses for anyone. Good. Okay, Simon. Well, thank you very much for coming on with that. That's brilliant. And um, we'll, we'll talk to you again soon, I've no doubt. Will do, AD. Thanks very much. Well, good morning, Colin. Uh, what's it like in Labour today? It's lovely and sunny down here in Somerset. Well, sadly, it's a bit cloudy, but then the sun shines on the righteous, so I suppose it would be sunny with you and cloudy with me. Yeah, absolutely. You got it in one. <laughs> um, we got great weekends racing, anyhow, listeners, and we've got, of course, the 2,000, 1,000 guineas at Newmarket, plus some other good group races around it. And so I'm going to just touch this weekend on a couple of horses at Doncaster, a couple of horses at Goodwood, and then we'll concentrate on the big new market meeting, if that's okay. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Let's start with 5.20 at Doncaster. Um, I was at Brighton this week, a couple of days working, and um, uh, Franny Norton was down there. I know Franny quite well, and um, I was having a couple of, couple of tea with him on, for, on Wednesday, uh, Tuesday, and... Um, we uh, just discussed in the old race, and he said he was riding a nice two-year-old this weekend, Doncaster, that he thought would win. Um, is bred by the Sangsters, um, and it's a horse called Two Statesman. It finished fourth at Nottingham to a horse called Dare to Hope last time out. Um, over five furlongs, that was a pretty decent run. A lot of good horses go to Nottingham. You know, it's... Uh, it's a good track. takes a bit of getting to, but it's a good track, if you like. And uh, so that was what he thought would win there at Doncaster. So it's called Dare to Win in the 520. I thought it was um, called True Statesman. Oh, yeah. That's called True Statesman. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's called True Statesman. You're absolutely right. I was just looking at another horse's name as I was just talking to you there. Yeah. How stupid am I? Yeah, well, um, you said it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Next winner up there. I tell you what, there's a horse called Cephalus. Um, 
in the next race there, the six o'clock, and it's trained by Charlie Hills. It's not stopped winning, and it's on a mark of 77 uh, on the turf, but it's been a really good money spinner for owners, Jerry Hines and uh, and um, Philip Herbert, and I think it'll win today. So that's called Cephalus in the six o'clock at Doncaster. Not the nicest name in the world, is it really? Um, right. Um, 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 what else wins there? Right. Well, you know, when the old uh, um, Mark Prescott hits form, you've got to sort of sit up and listen a little bit. And he had a horse, just one race at Chumps for the, uh, uh, well, February, I think it was. And it runs here today in the handicap. It's called Royal Pleasure in the 6.30. I think Royal Pleasure will win there at um, at Doncaster in the 6.30. So get on him and uh, we'll move from there down to Goodwood. And if Have you ever been to Goodwood, Amy? No, no, Racing? I haven't, no. Well, I am surprised. You must come because why don't you come one day and I'll just treat you to a nice badge and you can sit there in your pink trousers and your purple jacket and your stripy hat and, you know, pair of, pair of Crocs or something in orange because you'll look nice. Um, and that's what they sort of wear up at Glorious Goodwood. Well, perhaps I could borrow one of your um, somewhat outrageous shirts. Yeah, you could, probably could, but it'd only probably just fit your front. wouldn't probably go around you, would it? No, that's um, true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there we go. Not the word. Right. Um, we have got good racing though at uh, at Goodwood, and um, I'm going to just have a look at the Levin Down handicap, the first race on the cart. And um, Gosden runs quite a nice horse here. It's called Allo Taby. Allo Taby, it's called. And uh, it won for them first time out last year. That was at Newbury, did it well as well. And then it was only beaten half a length by Warner's Ascot in September. And then it probably. Uh, didn't like the soft ground when it dropped back to um, six furlongs um, at York. But I think it'll win. So that's in the first race of Goodwood. Number one, Allo Tarby. Right, let's move on through. I, I, I love Goodwood. It's not the easiest track. And I know all the stewards that do the stewarding there think it's a nightmare of a track because horses can roll all over the place. But it really is a blooming good track. And there's a horse running uh, of William Haggis's called, it's called Frantanac, Frantanic, and it runs in the 210 there. It's only had one run. It ran on the all-weather at Newcastle in last November. Finished second to quite a nice horse called Honky Tonk Man, who actually got beaten the next time out at Newbury. Only got beaten four lengths, and it was in a really good race. It probably just needed. So that's my next selection for the listeners. Um, it runs at Goodwood, as I say, um, and it's called Frantanac um, in the 210. Okay. Right. Um, by the way, by the right. way, did I tell yes, you, uh, Hot to Trotters have been going quite well this week. We've had two thirds and a second. 
Well, that's not that good, is it? Well, it's a bit of prize money, isn't it? Obviously, you know. I suppose so. I like winners. I don't, you know, oh, there's absolutely. only one thing in racing, and that's winning. Yeah, but they've had, this is the first time out, first time on a racetrack. You've got to. All right. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. So a little bit of promise. A little bit of promise. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Good old hot to trot. Good old hot. It's very good hot to trot. The old Sammy does a great job as well. Mm. Right, right. Where are we now? We still at Goodwood. Because those colours. I just did, I did a box for him a while ago, and I'd like to do another one for him. He's called Sheikh Abdullah Al Malik Al Sabah, and uh, he has a horse running at Goodwood in the four twenty. It's trained by a guy called Kevin Philippart Defoy, and I think it'll win. Went on the all weather at Wolverhampton. Um, David Amira had it a while ago. Um, it's called Shamlan, and I think it'll win the four twenty at Goodwood. Right, we will go to Newmarket. I think uh, Mary will be listening tonight, Aidy, yeah. uh, because she's got into a flat racing now, and um, you know it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, she really enjoys it. And those big races, she likes the old two thousand guineas, one thousand guineas. She's sort of going up in the world a bit, I think. Don't yeah, you? yeah, definitely, definitely. Certainly sounds like it, and yeah. Mm. But our guineas, our guineas is at three forty. So we got some fantastic racing um, up at Newmarket, and um, well, I think um, we should, with luck, just be able to find the listeners just a, a nice little winner or two up there. Right, um, Andrew Boarding rides runs one for Her Majesty the Queen in the one fifty. And it's called Tactical. And it's had a wind operation. Um, it's not a bad horse. It's not a bad horse at all. It ran quite well beyond creative force at the um, rural meeting last year. Um, and it won, it won first time out. It's a horse that I think has got a big chance. And uh, called Tactical. And it's got an each way chance. Okay. So that is in the 150 at Newmarket. Okay. Um, moving to the 225 Heritage Handicap, for me, it looks a very, very difficult race. And I'm going to let the listeners choose their own horse there because it looks too hard for me. You know, some of these races, we got fast ground the weekend. They would have put a bit of water on, but it's fastest ground up there the weekend. And, um, you know, you need to be able to uh, act on this ground. Anyhow, let's crack away with the 2,000 guineas because we've been talking up a horse called Caribus. It was a decent horse last year, rated 115. And a horse called Native Trail that won at the Craven meeting, didn't he? Mm. And um, he's rated 122. So when you look at races like this, if this were a handicap, of course it's not. But if it were, Native Trail will be giving £7 away to Caribus and Luxembourg, the horse that we mentioned uh, on the on the flat racing programme of Aidan O'Brien's here. But I think Native Trail will probably win. I think if you're going to throw a couple of each-way bets in there, stick Luxembourg in. But there's a horse that I mentioned the other night, uh, I mentioned um, in the flat programme, should I say, and um, it's called Check and Challenge. It's now 22 to 1. Have a little bit of each-way on it. It won't be too far away. Check and Challenge. It's quite a nice horse, and um, it won't be too far away. So that's our guineas, um, AD at Newmarket, for 
Saturday, should I say, that is the 2,000 guineas there for Saturday. Yeah. Um, let's just have one over a horse I was just looking for that I thought would win there. And, yep, it's a horse called King of Time. It's an Appleby horse that runs in the 450. It's only one at Lingford on the all-weather, but it's done it very well, and I think they think a fair bit of it. In fact, enough of it to talk about it, to say what a nice sort it is, nice type, will go on from here. So I think that'll win. That's King of Time at Newmarket. So just before we sign off, uh, let's just have a quick look at the guineas at Newmarket on Sunday. And... Um, there is some terrific racing up there on Sunday. There really is. Um, I think Frankie de Tory will win the 225, the Pretty Polly Stakes on a horse called Crinell. Um, it's around about five to two favour. I think that will win. And in the two, in the three o'clock race, um, this is the Dahlia Stakes. Do you ever remember a horse called Dahlia, trained in France? Yeah. Freddie Head used to ride it for Andre Farb. Yeah. No, it's called Dahlia. Yeah, it rings a bell. Oh, right, okay. Um, that's only joking. Yeah, I think um, it, this is a, it a tough race. It went down like a lead um, balloon, your joke there, did mate? Yeah, no, I was just trying to <laughs> sort of, you know, I just tried to sort of go straight over the top of that one for fun. I, I, um, I, no, I refer also... you to Derek and Clive again. <laughs> um, anyhow, there's a horse running here called uh, and it's horse number four in the Dahlia States and it's got very good form and I think it will take the beating and it comes out from France uh, from the yard of uh, Mr. Graffards and uh, is I think um, Sumion rides it, yeah and it's about seven to two, it's called Ebeira, number four in the three o'clock at Newmarket Right, let's get the guineas. And uh, what wins the guineas? What a race it is. Wild Beauty, you wouldn't put anybody off that one at a big price at 10 to 1. And yeah, Catche from the George Bowie yard. His horses are flying. I wouldn't put anybody off Catche uh, at around about uh, 14 to 1. Um, but we thought Tenebrism from the Aidan O'Brien's yard is very, very smart. And. Uh, the other horse in the race that I, as I say, I quite like, I do like Catchy. I think it's got a really big, really good chance Catchy. Um, and, you know, the French bring a couple of uh, over, and I see Tom Marquan rides one. It, oh, it's a fascinating race. It really is. But I think um, I think probably the favourite, Tenebrism, will win. And I think uh, Catchy has got an each-way chance in the race. So that's my two for the 1,000 guineas, Eddie. So, listeners, have a great weekend. It's bank holiday. Put your feet up, get the barbecue going, get a few pims on the go, a few cold beers, and have a nice time. That's what I say. That's what Mary will be doing, isn't it? Sat out in the garden, nice glass of pims, and a summer hat on, and just putting her feet up. And where will you be, Colin? <sighs> Do you know, I am, as we speak, uh, no, I'm, I'm nowhere. To be honest, mm. I might be Windsor Monday. Yeah, yeah. quite, yeah. quite quiet. It's just one of those weekends where I am quite quiet. I could have gone to Newmarket um, on Saturday just to look after a table in the restaurant, but financially, it's really not worth doing that. So I've got someone else to do it for Newmarket for me. Oh, well, there you go then. 
Okay. Well, thank you very Gavin much Justin. for that, uh, Mr. Brown. We will uh, look forward to seeing how many winners you get. You had six last week, which is not bad. So uh, if you can no. improve on that, that would be even better. That will be even better. We need to. We need to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, mate. We'll, well give thanks it a go. for that. And we'll, Good. Uh, we'll speak to you next week. Okay. Take care. Thanks, Eddie. Cheers. Bye. 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 Well, there you have it. You've got Simon Holt, you've got Colin Brown, you've got Richard Phillips, you've got Dave Wilson. You've got plenty of suggestions, that's for certain. You haven't had mine, though, have you? And I am going to do... I'm just going to turn to my little book a minute where I've got them written down. I am going to do... Um, I've done a double, actually. Uh, Point Lonsdale and Tuesday. But I quite fancy this is Zelly as well now that... Uh, Rich, uh, that uh, Simon Holt has uh, enlarged on him a little bit. So um, that's three for me. Nah, work that lot out. Anyway, it brings us to the end of a very busy show again. So thank you very much for joining us. I hope you have a brilliant afternoon. Um, Saturday, well, and Sunday come to that. Plenty of winners. And don't forget to join us again. Same time, same station next week. Thanks for joining us. Bye for now. <laughs>